Hello, welcome to edition of Robinson Ralph's universally derided having a nutter. And today, I won't surprise you to know that once again, I'm having a nutter with David Sillitoe. Hello, David. Hello, Simon. How are you? Very, very well. Thank you. It's a long time no see. It really is, isn't it? Um, we've been up to anything interesting that our listener would like to know about? Uh, no, not really, I think. Um, and I think that probably the only interesting things that I've been up to, they'd probably yeah. rather not know about. That thing you mentioned, yeah, don't yeah, mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, so this this episode, we're going to be talking about the case of London South Employment Tribunal versus 27th and 28th of September. No, hang on, sorry. <laughs> That's the herd at and on part. Oh, oh. hilarity ensued. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the kind of jokes that we do in this show. Show, yeah. This yeah. is the case of pneumonia. <laughs> Something show, anyway, yeah. <laughs> This is the case of Pneumonia versus the London Borough of Croydon. Mm. So that's that's very interesting. Miss Pneumonia was assisted by her daughter. Yes. Miss F. Pneumonia. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, he won. Yeah, so, so well very, done to her and her daughter. Very good assistance. Always a risk um, uh, representing or helping a family member because if it goes wrong, I always think it's going to make um, Sunday dinner a bit awkward. Mm, yeah, um, and it's impossible to, to be objective course, isn't it, it is. when you're dealing with your own family? So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, as Dave Brightly says, congratulations to uh, both pneumonies. Yeah. I hope that wasn't a spoiler alert there. She won. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. There is more to the podcast than that. And it turns but, out both pneumonies were ghosts all the way through. No, that's Sixth Sense. Sorry, oh, I got yeah, confused yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, so Miss Pneumonia, who was also Kaiser Soze. <laughs> Confused that with a film, haven't I, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the London Borough of Croydon is the respondent. I know that was Croydon Employment Tribunal, one of our favourite employment tribunals, isn't it? And as I always say, if you're going to book a holiday to uh, Devon, mm. um, it's Croyd you want to go to, not Croydon. Yeah. I made that mistake once and I will never hear the end of it from Julia. <laughs> so uh, two weeks in Croydon apparently yeah. isn't holiday material. But Croydon does have two train stations. And if any blitware has two train stations, then yeah. it must be pretty important. Pretty, I mean, even Leeds only has one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's Croydon for you. Yeah. East and West. Well, what? Well, thanks for tuning in to our to our description of Croydon. Yeah. Um, More train station trivia <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the case, Dave. Why don't you okay. Why don't you kick it off? So the claims that succeeded, we won't cover the ones that didn't succeed, but the claims that succeeded were for unfair dismissal, failure to make reasonable adjustments, and discrimination arising from disability. And I think we're going to focus on. The failure to make reasonable adjustments we are, are we? but yeah. um in terms of what had happened uh, the facts as they say um well the respondent obviously the croydon council is a local authority so a large employer and part of what they did was provide or do was provide services for young people and adults with special needs and or disabilities to help them to travel independently and the claim worked in that service uh, in February 2016, she was injured at work when she fell whilst on a bus. The accident caused injury to her neck, back and knees, leaving her less mobile than she had been before. She was off work for a period of time due to the accident. She went back to work in April 2016 on a phased return mm. basis. She was referred to and visited occupational health. Absolutely the right thing for the employer to do there. 
during the meeting, she explained that her injuries meant that she had difficulty controlling her bladder, walking long distances and standing for long periods of time. She also stated that she did not think she'll be able to continue the physically demanding role of a travel tra trainer. So they put her in an office based role, which was created for her um, on a temporary basis uh, as she was uh, unable to do her normal job. Moving on to June 2017, um, there was a further occupational health report, uh, which made the following recommendation. If operationally possible, I'd recommend that she's given an opportunity to redeploy into a specific school rather than traveling around uh, individuals. Uh, she'd been performing um, sort of different tasks on a temporary basis over that period of time. Um, uh, however, that adjustment, as recommended by uh, occupational health wasn't possible as travel trainers weren't deployed into specific um, schools. So um, uh, it, separately in February 2018, um, so no real resolution even by then, um, but the uh, council began formulating proposals for restructuring the travel service. Uh, they said there was going to be no reduction in work as a result of that, and in fact additional posts would be created. Now, the claimant was employed on a grade four role um, uh, in the new structure. That was uh, travel trainers. Um, so uh, the, there were other roles that were created as part of the restructure. So there was a travel assistance case officer post, and that was a grade six. Um, uh, and the, the claimant asked whether or not she could um, be assimilated into uh, another role, a travel assistant case manager. Presumably not assimilated like the Borg assimilated people in Star Trek, Dave. No, no, I think it's just, just pointing sort of out more just turning up and doing the job. Right, right. Just yeah. going to the office Something and, and working. Yeah, just because somebody no spaceships. Been, no spaceships. No spaceships. Yeah. So, so, so disappointingly for her. For the avoidance of doubt, any employees listening to this, the Borg collective is not a good business model. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was decided that um, she couldn't be assimilated into that role because it was two grades higher. Uh, they then did a job matching exercise to um, decide whether she could be matched into that role and decided that she couldn't because this wasn't a sig uh, significant um, or wasn't an 80% job match with the role she had been doing with the new one. There were then various positions that were identified at various roles, now grade five, grade six and grade four. And the claimant was allowed to apply for those roles. Um, she was also provided with interview skills, training, um, but ultimately she wasn't successful uh, in, in any of those um, roles that she applied for. So one of the roles she was interviewed for was a housing enforcement assistant, which was on grade four. And she partially met seven out of eight questions she was assessed on and met one of the eight questions However, the service manager was only prepared to offer the claimant a temporary role um, in that position uh, on that basis. Uh, and during that time, because she would be in the role, she wouldn't have access to any redeployment opportunities. So she turned that down because it was a uh, fixed term. So um, the redeployment period following the restructure ended in March 2019. Uh, she was due to return to her existing post, which, of course, she, she wasn't fit for. Um, she was told uh, at a meeting that um, uh, as an alternative role had not been found for her, she would be required to attend a final attendance review meeting. and A decision would be taken as to whether or not she would be dismissed on grounds of capability. Um, she was. 
ultimately um, dismissed on grounds of capability because she hadn't wasn't able to do her substantive role and no other roles um, had been uh, offered to her, even though there were roles on grade four, grade five and grade six that were vacant uh, in the new structure. Um, so, yeah, she she was dismissed. She was allowed a right of appeal, um, but that was unsuccessful. No, Dave, just uh, just to go back to an earlier point mm -hmm. that, that, that we discussed. Uh, what do you call a, a group of Swedish tennis players who go around trying to make everybody else a Swedish tennis player? Uh, something to do with balls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you call them? The, the Bjorn Borg Collective. The Bjorn Borg Collective. Yeah, because okay. Bjorn Borg, I think he was a Swedish tennis player. Yeah, if he, he was wasn't a tennis a... player. Yeah. And I think he was Swedish, yeah. 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 So what I've done is there, I see Bjorn Borg mm. and the Borg. Yeah. And why collective? Because it's called the Borg Collective. What is the Borg Collective? <laughs> right. So, okay. So, what we're going to I'm going to talk about is the failure to make reasonable adjustments in the tribunal's conclusion on that. The tribunal said they were satisfied that the requirement for the claimant to perform the role of duties of travel trainer, or rather, she be fit enough to do so, placed her at a substantial disadvantage compared to non-disabled colleagues. This is because her disability meant that she was incapable of performing such a physically demanding and mobile role. The respondent was therefore under a duty to make reasonable adjustments in the tribunal. Say uh, what the tribunal found most striking in this case is that whilst the respondent made certain adjustments, they did not make or even consider the one adjustment to the redeployment policy that would have avoided the disadvantage and importantly the need to dismiss the claimant. This adjustment was to transfer the claimant to an existing grade four vacant role rather than require her to go through an application and interview process. The judgment continues, when questioned about this during the hearing, the respondent witnesses referred to the written redeployment policy and the need to comply with it in the interest of fairness and consistency. The problem, however, was this policy applied to all employees facing the termination of their employment, other than for misconduct, and did not specifically address how it should be applied so as to comply with the duties under Section 20 and 21 of the Equality Act, which is about reasonable adjustments. Uh, whilst all of the witnesses for the respondent appeared to have a broad understanding of their duties towards disabled employees, there did not appear to be an appreciation that inherent in sections 20 and 21 of the Equality Act, unlike other forms of disability discrimination, there was a requirement to treat disabled employees more favourably than their colleagues so as to take away the disadvantage caused by the disability. I think that's a really important yeah. point, isn't it? Because, of course, when we think of discrimination, mm -hmm. everybody thinks, well, yeah, it's about not treating anybody less favourably yeah. than you would treat anyone else yeah. because of their protected characteristics. Yeah. But yeah, disability discrimination goes beyond that doesn't it you yeah. actually do have an obligation a duty yeah. to treat people more favorably in certain circumstances yes yeah. and the, the, yeah and that, that i think is is understandable isn't it because to give is to try and make, create a, play, a fair playing field, yeah. a level playing exactly field. so um what the what the um tribunal continued to said why well intentioned the respondent stuck doggedly to the policy most likely thinking it was the fairest and most appropriate thing to do the claimant was treated like any other employee. It is surprising that there was no discussion about adjusting the policy, namely matching the claimant into another role, thereby avoiding the need for an interview, notwithstanding what is said in the deployment policy. The alternative was not explored or considered uh, at any stage, up to and including um, the appeal against a dismissal. The tribunal um, uh, considered carefully what the respondent witnesses said about its process of requiring the claimant to be interviewed. It understood um, and was sympathetic to the position uh, with regards to uh, those posts that were of a higher grade. The tribunal was not prepared to go as far as to say it would have been reasonable simply to have transferred the claimant to a higher grade post 
without her successfully interviewing uh, for it. But there is, of course, the case of Archibald v. Fife, which mm -hmm. is which is maybe worth considering. Um, uh, the tribunal considered that it would have been a reasonable adjustment to have matched the claimant into a grade four vacancy. The tribunal was told that it was a grade four was in fact the lowest grade, and it was clear to the tribunal that a number of grade four roles were available and vacant. The claimant herself was sorry, the claimant had demonstrated herself to be capable and successful in grade four roles, and the tribunal struggled to understand how the respondent could deem the claimant suitable for a fixed-term contract to perform the housing enforcement assessment role, um, assess assistant role. Um, but not the same role on a permanent basis. The tribunal was satisfied that in many respects the respondents provided support and assistance to the claimant, such as helping her prepare for interviews or extending her time in the redeployment pool. But, did, but did, that support did not go far enough and did not avoid the disadvantage to her um, because she was dismissed despite there being appropriate grade four vacancies within the organisation, which she could have been appointed to. The adjustment, namely to match the claimant to a fake and grade four uh, role, and provide relevant training where required rather than force her to apply an interview for roles in accordance with the policy would have avoided the substantial disadvantage and i think we some we say don't we dave this is me talking now not the judgment by the way mm -hmm. the, the judges are likely to go hey dave yeah um yeah but um we say that what sometimes employers will do is they'll make some adjustments and then pat themselves in the back and think well i've done some so that must yeah. be it yeah and it's it's not about that it's about it's about making all reasonable adjustments Indeed. isn't it yeah and i was i was quite surprised to i was having i was looking out for that arch golden five yeah. case in the judgment but i couldn't see that the the tribunal yeah. um uh, referred yeah. to it but but yeah certainly in 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 the circumstances of that case there was an obligation yeah. wasn't there and that was one real higher yeah, yeah. To, yeah to um put somebody match somebody yeah. into a, a higher grade post and that's an eat case as well isn't it so i think so so yeah. it's um, i'm surprised it wasn't mentioned but anyway it, it, it uh, either way yeah. the claimant still yeah. succeeded here didn't yeah. she so yeah you gotta wonder was this was the was um uh miss uh f pneumony uh solicitor i suppose we should have looked at this because she's done an incredibly good job with a very legally complicated case yeah so if you're listening to this miss f uh Nimoni, um yeah you've done really well better than a lot of solicitors i think would have would have done not us two other solicitors yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. but um uh, <laughs> we'd have done an equally good job but yeah fair play that's a it's a it's a case law heavy um and statute heavy case isn't it yeah so the only i suppose the only downside of the claim here was that she was found to have contributed to her dismissal by way of culpable and and blameworthy um conduct so any compensation that she is awarded um is to be reduced by twenty uh, percent and that was simply on the basis that there were certain applications for roles that weren't completed as fully as they could be and had they been completed this is quoting the judgments um again had they been completed with more effort by the claimant she would have been invited for interview and there would have been a chance that she would have been successful um so uh, the tribunal said any reduction should be on the low side and that's why they fixed it at 20 percent and, and despite all of that what the claimant got was a, a total amount of ninety one thousand five hundred and forty five pounds and nine pence mm. even with that even nine with pence that, is all important isn't that it? nine pence is well better in her being you can't even buy a chomp with nine pence that's, now can you with this country this country can't even buy a chomp that's inflation you go with a quid one you remember you'd be able to buy 10 chomps mm. and who wouldn't yeah like those um fruit salad sweets they just get smaller don't they smaller and more expensive yeah. what is the world coming yeah to? and you can't get tutti fruities anymore yeah 
I don't even get me started on the Fanta debacle. Yeah, the little, what well, little? Lilt, yeah, yeah. Lilt the Fanta now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, Fanta grapefruit and lemon, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I never let it. it be said that on having an atom we don't address the important issues of the day. Yeah, I mean, do you remember that time we we spent forty minutes slacking off Snickers, um, which we will always, to our dying day, call marathon, won't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I refuse to change yeah. for anyone's marketing department. No, that's so what I. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, you're not, you're not in charge of me, yeah. Snickers marketing. And I, I was doing a really hilarious joke the other day, like if someone's done a, done a marathon, you know, like a run, they'll go, oh, I did a marathon the weekend. And I go, I think it's pronounced Snickers. Whoa. Oh, they're literally. I, um, I uh, was expressing the view the other day and people didn't believe me. I reckon I could walk up and do a marathon without doing any training. I think you could do it. Easy. Yeah, I think you probably do. It's only 26 miles. Yes, nothing to you. A yeah. man of your climate. Yeah. You, you could do a marathon in the morning and then do 18 holes of golf now. <laughs> That's what you could do. Yeah, although I wouldn't enjoy either of them. No, God, no. no. Well, why, I tell you what, you know what I always thought makes golf better? Mm. A golf buggy. Yeah. So why can't you do the yeah. marathon and the golf Yeah. in a buggy? What about turning golf into kind of like polo and instead of standing yeah. there? and hitting it you yeah. have to go past on your golf buggy and swing your golf stick yeah at the ball i have an even better idea what happens if you just abandon all the golf completely mm. and just drive, drive around, around in a buggy in a buggy yeah stopping halfway to get some beers well yeah well what i was going to suggest is how about getting a buggy mm. drive to a sort of secluded corner yeah. of the um golf course yeah. with your eight cans of ten and scooper yeah. and just sit behind a shit behind a the hedge <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then drive back at the end of the day well, hang on. yeah but we've got to be obviously we've got to be clear i mean i agree with all of that obviously but we've got to be clear just so we don't get letters that we are not in any way endorsing drink driving no obviously um yeah you know, yeah or, or tenant super no or I, mean, I, I chose that drink especially to for the hilarity for the ludicrousness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i think yeah. most people will get it but yeah. inevitably somebody who's looking for a way to be offended will think oh yeah so if that's you yeah then you should feel bad about yourself yeah they won't no they'll, they'll neither write it and say don't tell me to feel bad about yeah myself. oh god you're the ones you're the ones advocating driving around golf courses drinking tenant super <laughs> we're not really advocating it's just a joke no just so, hilarious joke yeah nothing i don't know how it's come to this why why are we the bad guys but we cancelled ourselves <laughs> oh, we right um Right, well, on that, on that bombshell, um, this podcast is over. Dave and I are about to go back and continue to provide excellent service to our clients. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.